Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hi! Welcome to Talkin' in the Talon. I'm Bess. And I am Alex, also known as Moonling or Moon M. Besses. I am Bessie Boo, other places. Yeah. Um, so you may have heard of us. You probably haven't. I mean, you certainly have not heard of me unless Bess has talked to you about me. Okay. So. If you follow me, <laughs> then maybe you've heard of Alex. Uh, but so what we are doing uh, with this podcast it's is... It's very ambitious. Because I cannot give up on being emotionally invested <laughs> in... The terrible show that is Smallville. She just can't quit this show. <laughs> um, we are going to do a project of rewatching the entire show, one episode at a time, and talking about each episode in this podcast. So, so what what this is going to be is we're going to do a one to one like podcast per episode kind of thing, where we'll watch an episode and then we will immediately. Summarize it. Talk about any things in it that seem worth talking about. Which yes. there will be various aspects of that. Yes. Um, um presu- there will also be some fan work wrecking. Yep. Because I did uh you know, the show is really worth it mostly for the fan works, which tend to be higher I, quality than uh, the show. <laughs> I mean, I consumed more fan works for this show than like actual episodes I have watched of this show. That may be true for me and I've seen a lot of this show. Well, yeah, I mean like but that's I mean this was never my main fandom, no. so that's more possibly more significant for yeah. me than you. Although I read all of those, I read well. I was a DCU fandom, but um, so Alex has seen a lot more of this show yeah. than so I. So I have. think to start off with for this first episode, we're going to both talk a little bit about like how we got into the show, what level, how familiar we are with it, why we're interested in it, or something like that. Yeah. So I got into it before you, um, but pretty late in terms of fandom because I started watching it. Well, high school, right? High school. Yeah, but, like, I mean, it was season six of the show. No, I know. I know, I know, I know. Because it was, like, because you, what I recall is that you got into Smallville around the time I got into Supernatural. Probably. Um, Like, 2005, 2006? Well, 2006. 2006, yeah. Because I got into, like, Supernatural in, like, late 2005, so. Yeah, because uh, sometime after Batman Begins, I was very briefly reading Batman Begins fan fiction. (laughs) Because Cillian Murphy. Yes, because Cillian Murphy. (laughs) Um, And there was this fic that was tagged Batman Begins, but was really a Smallville fic with a little bit of Batman in it. Um, And I was not really familiar with Smallville at all. And I had a vague knowledge of the DC universe based on having occasionally watched some of the DCAU as a kid. Um, yeah, well, you watched Teen Titans and JLU, right? Yeah, but not a lot. Just, yeah. like, sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I read that fic and, like, immediately read all the other Smallville fic by that author and then started looking for that more Smallville That was right? That was Astolot, yes. Yeah. Um, the fic, uh, in particular, I think, that I read first was, uh, Ulterior, or Ulterior Motives. Mm-hmm. Um, because basically, I don't know if I quite realized that, this at the time, but, like, I'm into foyer ships, mostly. Like, that is a big... <laughs> yeah, but that was... Smallville was, like, your formative fandom for figuring that out, right? Because, yeah. Because although... we never shipped Harry Draco no, in Harry Potter. we didn't Potter. ship any, any ships like that in Harry Potter. Right. DN Angel is kind of foyer okay. right? And I was no. into DN Angel before Smallville. That's true. Um, That's true. Dian you Angel were into DN Angel in like, in, like, junior high. Early high school. 
Or, yeah, yeah whatever. Somewhere Late there. junior high, early high school, whatever. So We're a couple young. of years before Smallville. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so I got into the fandom when there was already a ton of fan work, when, in fact, a lot of people had already left the fandom. Yeah. Um, although there, there were people still active, and I appreciated that very much. Um, and I started off, there was a period where I was like, I'm just going to read a lot of fic and, like, read the television without pity recaps and, like, not watch this show at all ever. And then, like, at some point that, that pretty quickly was like, well... No, I am going to watch this show. <laughs> and the thing is, as much as it is not a good show, I do really genuinely enjoy watching it on a lot of levels, even apart from the fanfiction, because, like, I love the way in which it is awful and, like, picking apart all of its awfulness. Um, and the other thing that I think it's probably important for you to know going into this <laughs> is that I am extremely Lex-partisan and I don't like Clark very much, and I'm going to try to be, you know, reasonable about that, and not okay. just... I'm, so, I'm going to try to be reasonable about Clark. Um, I'm I'm here to <laughs> temper Alex's Clark hatred. I'm not going to try to be reasonable about Jonathan, and I'm not going to try to be reasonable about, reasonable about Oliver. I actually... Okay. John, uh, well, I think... Oliver is a long way off, and we'll get to Oliver when we get there. Right. But... Hating Jonathan is reasonable. Hating Jonathan is... I... I, like actively like Clark in a way you super don't, and, like, or at least, I don't know, like, I would, I don't know, I guess I like Clark in, like, earlier seasons, um, I, I, I don't know, I, I definitely do not hate Clark in the way that you really do. Yeah. Um, and even I'm like, please no, Jonathan is yeah. garbage. Um, oh, and also, so I, so I started watching in season six, uh, I've seen everything from, I watched pretty much live season six up until Lex left at the end of season seven. seven. Um, and I went back and I have DVDs for the first four seasons. I've seen all of seasons one through three, most of season four, and like, I saw, I haven't totally caught up on season five, but I've seen like a pretty good chunk of, like, the time when Lex was actually on the show. I've seen most of that. Uh, but, like, not hardly any of what after he left. And then I we both watched the <laughs> finale live. Yeah, I mean, well, that was you were that was when you were still in college, right? Because mm. you were like, Bess, you need to come pick me up from my dorm so that we can watch the Smallville finale on television at your apartment. I'm, Probably. I, like, that is, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And so that is, that was one of two episodes that I saw live of Smallville ever when it was airing. So I watched the finale of the show with Alex um, when it aired, having um, only seen, uh, I don't know if I'd seen any other episodes other than the other one up to that point, because you sat me down and watched... We watched, we watched all those episodes. A lot of um, later. Yeah, but that but, was before. But that that uh, that one hundredth episode was before I got into right, the show. Right, right. So, so the only other episode of Smallville that I watched live as it was airing was, like I mentioned, um, I was super into Supernatural back when it first started, like the early seasons of Supernatural, and um, and. You know, back in the day, the W, or, yeah, it was still the WB then. The network had that really strong pairing of Smallville and Supernatural airing back to back. And I believe Smallville was the lead into Supernatural. And so I was super into Supernatural. And they were advertising the fuck out of the 
100th episode of Smallville. And I remember this very specifically because for whatever reason, I can't remember if Supernatural was the lead into Smallville or Smallville was the lead into Supernatural, but for whatever reason, they'd been advertising the fuck out of it. And I was like, sure, whatever. I'm tuning in for Supernatural. Like, might as well watch this episode of Smallville. Um, cause like, whatever, it looked interesting. And I vaguely knew that like people in my fanish circles were talking about it, even if I wasn't like into it. And so I figured I'd tune in, and I watched that episode, and for whatever reason, that was literally a decade ago, but for whatever reason, that episode has, like, stuck with me in a way where I still remember, like, very specific images from that episode. Alex has never even seen that episode. I don't- I think that's an episode that I missed out on. Although, I can also tell you some specific images from it from vids. Well, but yeah, but that's but, from vids. That's- Uh, because the, the- the parts of Smallville that I, um, that are in the block of- when Michael Rosenbaum was still on the show that I didn't see, I did at least, like, read the Television Without Pity recaps. Right. And, like, so I know roughly what happened. Right. Right. But anyway, but those are the only two episodes of Smallville that I ever watched while it was airing. Um, years later, um, I mean, Alex and I have known each other for a long time, and, like, Alex got really into Supernatural, and I was actually- Smallville. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) So Alex got really into Smallville, and- or- and, um, I, in high school, was actually super into, um, DC Comics. Uh, I was super into the DCU and a lot of, um, thick about, specifically the Bat Family mostly, but also Tim Khan. And, so, like, obviously people writing Smallville fanfiction like the idea of Khan a lot. Right, because, exactly. Like, if you're not familiar, he is literally Superman and Lex Luthor's child. He's, yes, he is their clone baby. Um, <laughs> uh, So there was a lot of... So, yeah, so I sort of ended up between knowing Alex and her being super into Smallville and being into, being the type of person who is super into, like, like, Tim Khan and, like, them, like, Kidfic and, you know, that sort of, um... Uh, you know, that ended up in a lot of, like, fusion Smallville stuff, and so I ended up sort of, like, getting in that back door, and then Alex, like, flung a bunch of Smallville feelings at me, and eventually sat me down and made me watch the entirety of the first season and the beginning of the second season with her. Um, so, that is all that I've seen. Well, you've also seen some of season four, because we started watching season four. Well, okay, and then I have also seen random episodes in season three and season four that Alex has, that I've also watched with you. Right. So, but, like, but the only, like, chunk of stuff that I've seen is all of season one and the beginning of season two, but that's, but then I also, like, I also have Fanish Osmosis just through you and also... Thick and people, vids and whatever. other people and just like it's the type of fandom. The other thing too is that because I was in Supernatural fandom, there was a ton of crossover. Yeah. Um, and I was also in Supernatural RPF, which had really strong crossover ties to Smallville RPF, and it all just became CW RPF. And so there was a lot of like crossover there. So I generally just have like a ton of fanish osmosis, yeah, for Smallville stuffs. Um. So yeah, we, we're mostly going to be sticking to, trying to stick to discussing, like, what happens in the episode we're talking about, and, like, what issues that raises of whatever characterization theme. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we can say we're not going to spoil for future episodes. I mean, at this point, 
the show ended, what, it's like, ages five ago. years ago? I, I don't know who is around who's going to be listening to this and still caring about any spoilers for this show. You really yeah. shouldn't care about spoilers for this show. <laughs> it's not that good. No, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, and I'm like, I mean, you I'm guys, be, like, you guys, spoiler alert, right. Lex Luthor turns evil. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, sort of unclear at the end that that has happened. But, like, My point <laughs> is that, like, but no, like, Superman the, mythos. The entire like, point of the show is that we know what's going to happen. In right. The end. Yes. Right. I mean, like, there may be some more specific spoilers than that, but, like, generally. Yeah. So I, mean, I we're, you know. We're going to try and stay focused, but future stuff may come up. I mean, that's great. That's... Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm fine. I'm just focused. Maybe I can focus on an episode of Smallville. Yeah, but I can't. Oh, okay. So, um, I don't know. I guess before we... We're gonna, we haven't watched, rewatched the first episode yet again, which I think we've both, like, I've seen this pilot a lot, because I show it to people, you've seen it probably more than once, I would think. Yeah, and I mean, just, when were, when were we We sewing and watching stuff, we just relatively uh, recently, like, I guess within the last year, I don't remember exactly when it was, but within the last year we rewatched the, um unaired pilot, which is not really different. Mostly exactly the same, except they recast Martha Kent. Yeah, so. Um, But so we're pretty familiar with it, but we'll be, we'll be kind of, you know, uh, we'll come back after we've watched that, we'll do a recap and talk about things. Um, I don't know, is there anything else we want to cover before we do that? Um, Okay, so to recap, (laughs) Alex was super into this show like, towards the end of when it was airing. Right, but... and then, like, the thing is, like, I stopped watching it because I wasn't interested in the show that it turned into once Michael Rosenbaum left. Um, and I, I've i gotten into lots of other fandoms, but, like, I, I'm still kind of in Smallville fandom. Like, this I reread like, fic a lot. I, it's this my is, like, the bids. fandom and ship of her heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, that's the other thing. We are both Clark Lex shippers. I mean, yes, right. In um, case that wasn't clear. Um, and I'm, like, I'm very ca- focused on characters I like, and Lex is one of my favorite characters of all time. Yes. Um, so that's what I'm coming from there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so keeping that in mind, she will hate on extremely, extremely a lot and indiscriminately on anybody who is a dick to Lex yep. at any point. Which is, Which is like, most point, everyone on this show. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, you know... We both like Chloe, generally. Um, she's really underserved by the narrative on this show a yeah. lot of the time. Um, yeah, I have actually recorded, I think, a couple of podfics um, from Chloe's point of view, because I really like Chloe, uh, Chloe point of view. Um, so, I mean, Chloe is probably my actual, like, favorite character on the mm. show. Um totally fair. But yeah, I, I am here partially to temper Alex's, like, Clark hate. Yes. Mainly. But so one of the other reasons that I think the show is really interesting to to watch and to talk about is that there is a kind of pervasive queer metaphor that yes. is something that I want to do with this podcast, apart from just, like, enjoying this show and making fun of the parts of it that are silly. Is, Which are many parts of it. Right, right. Is to Is to talk about, like how consistently applied that that particular metaphor is um 
Because, yeah, there's a sort of, like, X-Men style, like, difference, superpowers equals queerness kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, which I think, you know, I think it'll be easier to talk about when we're looking at specific things. But it's it's really interesting to me how how consistent that is. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the thing that's really interesting about it is how, is how truly, the thing about this show is that this show is a goddamn mess. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, like, absolutely. Like, this show is a goddamn fucking mess. But, like, so the fact that it's consistent, presumably accidentally? I mean... Yeah, at least semi-accidentally. Like, I'm not gonna say that none of the writers were aware of I any of this. I think we definitively know that at least some of the writers were right, aware of Right, but this. I don't think there was anyone, like, running this show who was, like, trying to keep this kind of thing Right, consistent. and the thing is, it's so consistent, and the fact that it is so pervasive and consistent in the early seasons without, uh, like, without, without somebody overseeing that yeah. and, like, tweaking things to make sure it was is, like, kind of mind-blowing yeah. to me. Yeah, but we're being kind of vague, so we'll, we'll get into that more when we talk about the actual episode. We so will. I think now we're gonna go pause this, watch the yes. episode, and then come back. All right. Okay, so... Yes, we just finished watching the trailer pilot. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Finished watching the pilot. Probably because of all the drinking you just did. Wasn't that much. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, pilot. We watched the pilot. Yes. And uh, noticed things that we actually hadn't yeah, noticed before. Yeah, a couple before, of things that... Which, which I mean, like, like, I was taking notes, so I was paying... Yeah, she's got like she's got like two pages of notes here. Yeah, almost be able to read almost two pages of notes. So, um, okay. So yeah, we open October nineteen eighty nine space. We're really familiar with a lot of these shots from Viz. Yeah, like use in Viz over and over. Yeah. Um, but so space meteors and a ship coming and stuff, and the sign that says that Smallville is the creamed corn capital of the world, which I'm pretty sure I've never had creamed corn, and I'm not 100% sure what it is, but it sounds like approximately the most disgusting thing in the world. It's it's good when it's baked into a pudding thing that is... sounds extra gross. No, it's actually really tasty. My mom makes it at Thanksgiving. Um, it comes in a can, and yeah... Creamed corn. Anyway. Yes. Uh, <laughs> which actually, does not, doesn't that imply that they're not only, like... There's cornfields there. But right, but that, that would imply that, that, that there's, like there's like some factory? sort of processing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because creamed corn is, like, processed. Right. The thing the thing with creamed corn, right, is that it, like, keeps. Which I guess like, it could it's be, like a, that could be, like, the facility that they sold to. Luther's yeah, that part. could be what got sold to, to, to the Luthers. But anyway... Um, so, yeah, and then the helicopter with Lex and Lionel in it, and baby Lex, who has an super, appalling super wig. red hair. <laughs> um, and one interesting thing in this scene, which I have noticed before, but, like, that is that uh, Lionel is reading the newspaper, and there's a headline about Queen Industries CEO having gone missing. Yeah, right. Um, which, which is... like, I wonder whether they actually planned to introduce Green Arrow at some point when they did that, or if it was just like, well, yeah. they were like, we can if we get that far, and then... Or just, I don't know, potentially they wanted to, like, leave that shit in play. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a pretty standard part of Ollie's backstory. Well, right, but I mean, like, just the idea that they would have known that they were going to use Green Arrow, who is not, like... No, that's true. A 
in the pilot. No, 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 super, no, no. You know, superhero, like, I yeah. don't know. I mean, I have thoughts and opinions about Ollie from the comics. No, 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 but... sure, but, like, what if you're, like, appealing to most people? Right, he's not... <laughs> I mean, they can't use Batman, No, so. they can't use Batman. But he's not Batman or Superman or even, like, The Flash. Right. Like, Green Arrow is decidedly second tier. Right. For DC villains. Which... Or heroes. Slight sidebar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, slight sidebar. Speaking of people who do not comics watching this show, my aunt watched the pilot of this show when it aired and did not at any point during the pilot realize it was a show about Superman. What? Okay, like, I understand intellectually how, how like, there could possibly exist people who don't know the Superman mythos, but, like... What? No, I know. I think it's hilarious. Anyway, as also, soon as she like, realized- knowing your aunt, that's really funny. <laughs> and then at some point she saw, like, a promo for it, like, before the second episode aired, she realized that it was a Superman show and immediately stopped watching it. <laughs> like, not that I think the pilot would have won her over anyway, but... No. It's not a really your aunt type show. <laughs> no. But so anyway, yeah, so we see, like, Lex and Lionel in the helicopter, and Lex is- or, Do we really have to recap this episode in that level of detail? Whatever. Well, they just kind of established that Lionel is an asshole, basically. Yes. Um, and then we're, like, at the flower shop, uh, Nell's flower shop, and the Kents are there. And, like, I think somewhere in this scene they imply that Martha Nell... wants a baby. Yeah. Well, for one thing, they set that up. Yeah. But also, for some reason, Nell is wearing leopard print and is, like, kind of, like, obviously into Jonathan and doesn't like Martha. Right. Which is, like, why is this in here? Like, what is happening? They never bring that up again, do No, they? not at all. Like, Nell hardly appears ever. Like, right. she occasionally shows up to do something, but, like, mostly does not. Mostly not. So, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't understand what's up with that. Yeah. And we've got baby Lana there, who is a fairy princess. And like, she, and she's uh, supposed to be to, three, yeah, but she's... she definitely looks like at least five. Yeah. So that's, yeah. She, I think according to the math, she ought to be about three, but she is She says later in the episode, I was three. Yeah, she does. She does. That's right. But like, she super is not. No. Um. No. She does not. I believe that baby Clark in that scene is three. Yeah. I do not believe that Lana is, is younger than five. So yeah, then the meteor shower is starting to actually happen. And like, so the scene the 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 scene they have here where Lana is watching her parents get killed by the meteor. The thing about this is like the actual visual of her parents getting killed is so is hilarious. Like it looks really dumb. They sort of they, like they stand there staring up into the sky, completely stationary, looking at the meteor as it comes towards them. And kind of smiling. Yeah. Like, they don't really so react weird. to it at all. It's so weird. Um, which I think, I don't know, that doesn't help you take the characterization of Lana more seriously, because no. a lot of it early on is based on, like, her being sad about her parents, and, like, it's hard to take that very seriously when, you see, when you've seen that happen. Um... The other thing that I want to say about Lana's parents is I find it super weird that they are both white. Um, oh, yeah, because... Because Kristen Kruick is, like, half some kind of Asian. I don't actually know. Yeah. And, like, is, is visibly Asian. And, she's, like... She's visibly not white. Right. And, like, everyone... I feel like the show, in general, just tries to pretend just, that she's white. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not actually surprised. No, but it's off-putting. 
anyway, yep. So we see the we see the Kents picking up Clark in the field. Um, and yeah, he looks believably three. And then they totally like immediately skip ahead to what? Well, it says now by which they mean by which they mean uh, two thousand, maybe two thousand. Two thousand. It was okay. it was fall of two thousand. Right, right. Almost positive. No, I think this. you're right can, about that. I can um, check dates, but which like they never talk about. Clark's childhood very much, um, and that's the thing I'll, we'll get into in, in my rec, but yeah. I think that's kind of interesting, because it does seem like he would be old enough to, like, have started talking a bit in Kryptonian, or, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, if he was three, so assuming, okay, we have to assume right. There's that so many child things, like- development with Kryptonians is exactly the same as human development. And then there's also the question of, like, whether he was awake or, like, in suspended animation in the ship, and right. how long that journey took. Right. Um, which right. is all, like... Oh, my bad. Maybe knows. it was 2001. Hang on. I thought... I mean, you know what? It premiered... That's... Yeah, it that's right. 2001? Um, okay. Spring of 2001, actually. Oh. They, they did the thing where they aired the pilot. Um, They teased the pilot in May. Gotcha. And then the actual series premiered in October. Okay. But, um, but anyway, but back to Clark. Yeah. So, um, so my baby sister, my half-sister, is three years old, or three and a half, actually, right now. And she has been, like, talking in, like, recognizable sentences Mm. since she was about probably, like, two and a half or so. Yeah. So, like, he's definitely young enough to, like, start learning English immediately. Right. But you'd think he would know some language already. Like, not intelligible to humans' language, but... Right. But assuming, like, that Kryptonian and and human development language acquisition development, Right, is close enough. Which, like, like, given that... And assuming that he didn't just spend most of that three years in suspended animation or whatever, he... Should have some knowledge of Kryptonian. Which that would be its own kind of weird. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Which I don't know. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and they never really deal with any of that stuff nope, on the show. Nope. Not all. even a little bit because, lol, Smallville, you expected it to actually deal with any of this stuff. I mean, like, yeah, because that's the kind of thing that's, like, would be interesting about a show about, like, Superman as a child slash teenager. Right, but... except this is a show about Superman... As a teenager, not and mostly a child. focused on teen angst in a not yes. that interesting sort of way. But okay, so well, cut to it was on this WB or whatever. Yes. Um. So cut to the present day slash which 2001. is two thousand and one. Yeah. Um, and Clark at home looking at uh looking up stuff on online about like teenagers who have like who have ex- shown extraordinary strength or speed, which this is like one thing that I think one of the first parts where I think like. The parallel there between, like, queer kids using the internet yeah. to try and find other people who are like them, but right. they don't have any way of articulating in their own community, like, what how they are different right. is, like, very strong. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, so he goes downstairs. There's this thing where they mention Martha is taking a class offhand, which, like, we caught and had never noticed before, and we're like, what class is she taking? Yeah, I was like, like, I poked Alex, and I was like, wait, what's her class? Because I assumed that Alex would know, because I don't remember this stuff, and Alex was like, I have no idea. I don't know if they ever mention anything about that again. I doubt they do. Um, I doubt they do. I would be very unsurprised if they literally never mention that again. But, like, what class is Martha taking? Where? Why? Yeah. No one knows. Um, 
Yeah, and Clark wants to take football, or take, try out, try out for football. Yeah. Um, and his dad won't let him, which is like, so, I don't know. I guess, like, mostly he wants football to, to do football for social status. Right. Um, but this, I mean, this comes up a lot later. But, yes. like, this bothers me because, like, what would you do? Like, he could just win every single game. And what's the point of playing a sport if you're, like, exponentially better at it in a way where, like, no one could even compete with you? Okay. On the one hand, I understand this impulse. Um, I mean... Between the two of us, I am the one who sports. No, for sure. But, um, I mean, this is not an uncommon thing in, like, child and, te- like, teenage superhero narratives especially. Like, well, it's in the I reckon back to, yeah, I was yeah. just gonna say, but I reckon like, back to, like, The Incredibles uh, Like, I think Dash. about that scene at the end of The Incredibles where he's, like, having to pretend to be slow. And it's like, what are, what are you doing here? Why? Like, that seems... Okay, be- he's participating in sports, which is, a uh, Alex is making I mean, gestures that suggest she doesn't understand. Like, here's the thing. Like, I... I did not properly participate. I mean, I did participate in sports. I was, re- I was really bad at participating in sports, but that was prob- partly because I was an off-putting teenager and nobody on the team liked me and I didn't like anybody on the team. So, that was a failure on that level. But as an adult who is, like, a, a pretty serious sports spectator, um, I do understand the impulse to be, like... like and also, like, I remember the impulse in, in junior high. I mean, you know, we're female, so it was a little bit different. Yeah. But, um, but I still did sports in, like, seventh well, grade I mean, I in, in you... order to, like, fit in, you know? Like, I it's suppose. a social thing. And the thing is that, like, we had other social things. Yeah. To, to fit in. Like, you know, we were in drama. We were in music stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, you did choir. I did band. Right. Like, a kid I mean, like I Clark... I didn't do choir to fit in. I never did anything to fit in because okay. I didn't have a social sense. But... Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> but, Kids were but, not but, you. But people did people join People did choirs. join yeah. stuff to fit in. And the yeah. thing is, Clark, like... The thing is that I absolutely understand where Clark is coming from because the type of thing that a kid like Clark does when you get to high school is you're like, what can I do? And he's a big guy. Even if he's, like, has special powers, He, I understand him wanting to do football to fit in. I guess. Oh, we skipped over um the thing with the scarecrow in the flashback part at the beginning. Um, oh, the Lex right. wanders into the cornfield. Um, we skipped over that whole section. Whatever. Um, I mean, you know, but, but it's important for the plot because, like, there's the guy who the football team had strung up that Lex wanders into, and then they get hit by the meteor shower, and Lex has lost his terrible hair. Yes. Um, terrible wig. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah. Um. But yeah. So the football thing, and his dad won't let him, which I think is also reasonable because, like, as much as those re- those motivations make sense, there's also the fact that, like, if he he does have to, like, exert a lot of control in that situation. No, and, like, I he mean, like... not necessarily had practice This is one of the few things, things where, like, Jonathan legitimately does have a point. Right. I think Jonathan is full of shit, like, most of the time, but, like, this seems pretty reasonable. No, this is... Jonathan is right from, from the sense that this is a... Like, An unnecessary a risk. A completely unnecessary risk that, like, Clark does not have to take. Yeah. But I... I also, unlike you, I completely understand where Clark is coming from. Sure, sure. With this. Like, you know. I, 
I, there were a bunch of clubs and stuff that I wanted to, and, like, elective classes and stuff that I wanted to take when I was in high school that my parents wouldn't let me. And in retrospect, I completely understand why they were like, you are, well, I mean, not really, but, like. (laughs) I mean, they didn't have this kind of justification. (laughs) No, they didn't. But my mom, my mom was a music teacher, and she was very adamant that I absolutely had to take band all four years of high school, which Mm -hmm. meant that if I was also taking a language, which, you know, I was, I couldn't take any electives. And, like, I was so, so butt butthurt at her about that, right? And, like, and I was, like, a cranky teenager, and I was like, how dare you? You are ruining my life because I can't take an art yeah. class. Which is kind of the thing that Clark Which is exactly the thing that Clark is doing, um, you know? But, yeah. I mean, it's, like, yeah. No, I mean, like, he, he clearly wants it for social status and not right. for really any other reason. Right. He hasn't um, thought far enough ahead into... Well, what would actually playing a sport like that? He has that he fantasy has that fantasy where he obviously where uses his superpowers in front of people. Which, but like, the point of that is to impress Lana, right? Yes. Like, and he's like not, everyone else generally, but right, Lana specifically, right? Right. His point here is that he. The point here is that he's thinking about this, right? Just in yeah, a totally, just in, totally completely in a in a social focus, right? He's, well, and this is where the other thing comes up, which is that like sports heterosexuality Lana yeah. aspect. Yes, right. Okay, um, so talk about that. Which, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, ugh, Lana, and, like, this becomes clear, like, over the course of the show, much more so than in any individual episode. But, right. like, Lana kind of represents, for Clark, the, like, ideal, normal life, which is to say heterosexuality. Right. Um, it's actually a little bit, like, in that framework, it's a little bit ironic that he impresses her with his powers in this fantasy, because that's generally not how it actually works out for them. Yeah, that's true. In the early seasons, at least. Right. When this metaphor is really strong. Right. Um, but yeah, so he, um, that fantasy comes a little bit later, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, he, uh, he misses the bus and then, like, super speeds to school, and we see the new... A uh, Smallville sign, which instead of the creamed corn capital of the world is like the meteor capital of the world, which right. is like super weird because people died when that happened, and now it's like in big letters on their sign oh with like God. a drawing of the meteors. Right. Um. And we also noticed there was a sign for a like new development by like housing development oh, by Luther yeah. Corp called Pleasant Meadows, which as far which as is I like, remember, which was financed by Luther Corp. Right. As far as I remember, that never comes up again. Um, Don't worry, we'll be keeping track of all the dropped yeah. plot threads to see if they ever. We're gonna come make back. a list of these things that I don't remember coming back, and then we'll we'll see if they ever do. Yeah. Um, so Who yeah. knows, Alex? Maybe it's in one of those season five episodes you haven't seen. Yeah, I'm sure the like really exciting Luther Corp housing development plot line. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, we meet Chloe and Pete, and Chloe is just like, man, that early 2000s fashion with the like, oh, so classic. long coat-ish, sweater-ish thing with the fur on the trim and the, the thing is, flippy, like, flippy hair. The thing is that like, I, I, I look at that and I'm like, oh my god, this cannot have been real. And then I go back and I watch mm. like... Like Disney Channel original movies no, and I like mean, and I, pictures of us from no, that time, I, and not, I'm it's, like, it's not just TV and movies. People no, actually wore those no, things. No, no, and I'm like, damn, but we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, uh, and then here's the first scene we actually see Clark and Lana interacting, which is very strongly that thing um, where I mean, and I also think this is interesting because he like 
walks towards her and then falls down because she's wearing that kryptonite necklace that's right. made of the meteor that killed her parents. Right, because that's not um, weird. And also they do a thing where, like, he drops his Nietzsche book and she asks <laughs> if he, he's man or Superman, and I'm like, <gasps> so the options here are high school freshmen are being assigned to read Nietzsche, which, <laughs> what? Or, or Clark, Clark is just... reading Nietzsche for fun? Um... <laughs> Which, I guess, I've seen people in fic write that Clark, like, reads a lot of books because he can super speed, and so he just, like, reads entire libraries, which is really cute to me, but doesn't actually seem that consistent with the characterization on the show. Although he does, sh- he does on the show, read... Like, the thing is, like, Clark can. No, 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 yeah. But, but... May help, he also clearly, like, on the, on the show has an interest in, like, pop psychology books, so it's possible he, like, specifically reads a lot of psychology. Huh. Um, he reads, like, self-help and pop psychology. Like, he's shown reading that on the show sometimes. Like, it's in that vid, you know? Um, the, that's not my name. There's a little oh, segment of yeah. him reading. Um, I forget about that. Which is actually, you know, like, I think he's trying to understand people. Right. Um, and, slash himself, you know, that kind of... Right. Whatever. So, right. so I guess it's possible that he's decided to read that for himself. I, I can't g- imagine they're assigning high school freshmen <laughs> in a random... Kansas farm town Nietzsche. Right. And also Lana, like, knows how to make a joke about Nietzsche. So. <laughs> <laughs> All of this is just such I a. Mean, it's, it's a setup for the kind of joke. This might be the only one they actually do in this episode, but it's really common in early Smallville where they do the, like, Man. oh, I'm holding an S in front of my I know, chest. I know. <laughs> well, they do that with the scarecrow yeah. later in the episode. Um, like, the thing is, this is the pilot, so they're, like, doubling down really hard on those jokes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we see Lex coming in, uh, mostly notable because he has a Metropolis license plate, which, like, Metropolis apparently has its own, uh, they, they're not a state, they're not part of a state, or, I don't know. No, it's, <laughs> yes, it is a Metropolis license plate. I guess they're trying to be vague about where Metropolis is. Right. Um, they're trying to be cute about the fact that Metropolis is Chicago, but they want to, but they, they explicitly say later that Metropolis is in Kansas, don't they? Well, it's, it's really unclear. That's one of the things that, like, varies over the course of the show really weirdly. Because, like, it's, it's, like, like, three hours away, it's, like, visible from the top of a not-that-tall, like, windmill in Smallville. None of this makes sense. No. Um. No. Yeah. Uh. But, yes. So, Lex... Uh, I'm just going to take a moment to talk about, uh, Lex is so, so attractive, and, like, (laughs) none of it has to, has anything, like, the thing about, is, like, Michael Rosenbaum is not actually specifically, like, physically attractive in any identifiable way, you know? No, that's true. It's just, like, totally charisma. And, like, he's one of the best actors on this show. That is also Um, true. Apart from, like, some of the adult actors. Right. Uh, nobody in this pilot is, like, bad enough to really take note of. Right. But, like, you don't have that much time. Like, Clark, I feel like, actually is pretty good in this. Yes. Um, like, he seems... He seems reasonably energetic. Teenager-y. He smiles. He's teenager-y. Yeah. Like, over the course of the show, Clark kind of stops emoting. <laughs> well, Tom Welling progressively and progressively more, like, starts phoning it in. Yeah, well, and time. it's also the writing, which makes him... Stand on rooftops brooding because right. that's what Superman does, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what all superheroes do now, Alex. Didn't you know? Anyway, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so then we have 
the most iconic vivid scene of the pilot, which is what yes. the, the people in the director's commentary of this episode describe as a meat violent. <laughs> which is absolutely my favorite thing. Um, <laughs> meat violent. Do you have that, like, tattooed on your heart? Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, so where, you know, I mean, like, if you're familiar with Smallville fanishly at all, you will have seen some of this, probably. Uh, <laughs> yes, the scene where... Lex hits Clark with his car and then and ruins a perfectly good Porsche. Yes. Okay, so this is Lex is talking on his phone, answering his phone in the car, and yeah. Bess made started chastising him for that, and then I like looked at her because Bess tweets while she drives. Um, I'm like, okay, admittedly, as soon as Alex just like looked at me, I, I stopped. I was like, oh, shut up now, because admittedly, that was super hypocritical. I am like the worst offender at like texting and driving and tweeting while driving and constantly being on my phone while driving so yes although the other factor in that crash is that some truck has dropped a huge coil of wire in the middle of the road yeah um but he might have stopped if he had he been distracted stopped, by yes. the phone so he he hits clark falls in the lake and clark pulls him out and rips his car open and uh gives him mouth to mouth and cpr and then yep. they like stare at each other a little bit yep. you know yes yep that all happens that's a thing that happened uh, and then Jonathan shows up, and... Oh, and Clark is covered in a red blanket? They actually both are, though. Yeah, they um, they both are. But, you know, it's hanging out the back of his coat. like Yeah, cape. right. Um, uh, which, like, I think Jonathan must not have known that Clark was hit, you know? When, he, yeah. when that scene happens? No, I can only imagine, because otherwise he would have been, like, more worried, right? Well, right, and, like, Clark couldn't have told anyone that. Right. So he must have gotten a call and been like... Clark Clark pulled someone out of a river, and for some reason he's like, well, I'm very angry at the person he pulled out of the river. Which is, like, not really reasonable. Um, is I, Jonathan ever reasonable? Yeah. Aside from the thing about the football? Maybe occasionally, but mostly not. Um, yeah, and he refuses to shake Lex's hand. and Like an asshole. Yep. Ugh. So, what is next? Oh, we get a barn scene where there's, like, hilarious... Slightly angsty 2001 music. And, uh... So much angsty early 2000s music. And, uh, Clark is using his telescope to spy on Lana. Like the giant creeper that he is! And, uh... Mostly the important part of this scene is that Lana gives Whitney her necklace for luck. Right. Because she says... Her meteor necklace. Yes. She's green meteor necklace. Which she says is specifically from the rock that killed her parents. Right. Like, how did she get that? Right. That was what... I was like, (laughs) how did she... Like, one, that's weird. Two, who got that? Who made that? Like, who decided, oh, I'm gonna take the meteor that hit her parents and make a necklace out of it for Lana? Like, did Nell do that? Did somebody else do that? Lana was certainly too young when it happened to have done that herself. So, like, yeah, how did I she get know. that? And then uh, that guy who was the scarecrow in the first scene shows up in some warehouse and kills some guy with electricity powers. Uh, it um, was one of the jocks who scarecrow. Right, him. yes. Um, uh, that the electric guy powers name is Jeremy. Um, I wrote that down because I keep forgetting it because I mostly forget He's that his plot so line is even insignificant. In this He's so um, insignificant. So yeah, then there's a scene where Clark has gotten a truck from Lex with a huge bow on it and a nice fancy purple card. Um, <laughs> that says LL. Yep. 
Well, does it? Does it? Yeah, on the front. It says front, LL it says on the LL, front. Yeah. Right. On, like, purple on white, right. and then there's, like, a purple border. And then it, border. In the inside it says, from the maniac in the Porsche. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then Jonathan tells him he can't keep it for, like, slightly nebulous reasons. I mean, the thing is, because like... Because Lionel Luther is evil. I mean, like, I feel like it's also this kind of, like, you can't accept gifts from anyone, which, like, Please is not... Stop. Oh, sorry. Which <laughs> is not really an attitude... Like, I feel like that comes up a lot, not just hmm. in Smallville, that Which, kind of attitude of, like, if you're poor, you cannot accept gifts from people. Oh, yeah. I Which mean, I don't totally understand. I mean, I, like, it's I kind of a, like, blue-collar, right. pull-yourself-up-from-your-bootstraps right. kind of attitude. And, like, you know, and presumably, like, the Kents are baby boomers, and, like, that's not a super uncommon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. As a, as a like yeah, I'm upper I'm, middle class millennial. Right. Like We're not in this, this is yeah. also possibly where we should mention that like sometimes we may talk about stuff. So we're, uh, not from small town. Like we are Midwestern, right? But, but we're from we the Minneapolis St. Paul, which is a pretty big urban center. Actually, yeah. And, like small towns are confusing. Yeah, and. <laughs> So, yeah, the high school that we went to, there were, like, more than 2,000 kids at, and I'm, yeah, like, I am pretty sure that Smallville High does not have yeah. even close to that many people. And, yeah, and also, so, like, like we went- town culture is not a thing that we are familiar yeah, with, really, no, on any well, level. Well, and also, from... very specifically, like, we went to, like, a super, like, inner-city giant public, like, giant public high school, and so, like, you know, like, the- our football team sucked. Like, everything was basketball. And a little bit soccer, but mostly basketball. Like, we did not have, like, you know... Yeah. So, like, a lot of our stuff are comparisons. So, yeah, so I think we have a note later about homecoming stuff that yeah. might possibly just be our skewed stuff because we do not understand how small towns work. Right, yeah. <laughs> um... But so, yeah, the truck conversation leads into Clark being like, why am I weird? And stuffing his hand in a running wood chipper. Which, right, like, which, like, way to break the wood chipper, dude. Yeah, that's presumably a pretty expensive piece of equipment that they're going it to is. have to replace or fix. Wood chippers are hella expensive. Yeah. So, that's great. Um, like, especially an industrial wood chipper like that one is. Um, but so Jonathan does sort of give in and, like, actually tell him that he's an alien and show him a piece of his spaceship and go down and show him the spaceship. That happens, right? Right. Yes. Uh, which, like, it seems really weird to me that they managed to wait this long without talking about this. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, I do kind of understand, like, when is the right time to have that conversation? Like, not just, like, son, you're adopted, which it seems like they... He knows that. He I knows think. that. Yeah. It seemed like they, like, had that conversation yeah. before. But not just, son, you're adopted, but, son, you are adopted, we found you in a field with your spaceship, and you are actually an alien. But the thing like, about that is, like, he clearly knows he has powers. So, like, right. you'd think he would have asked about it before? Well, like, like the scene at the beginning where he's okay, but this looking, ties back into the queer metaphor it does thing a little bit. with like the whole like he doesn't feel comfortable discussing it with his parents or like I don't know like it seems to me that one possibility is that he he when he tries to talk about it too much they kind of shut him down 
Um, because that, they, that they seems clearly, like, like presumption on your part, though. No, I know, but they, like, I don't actually see any evidence. That I guess that's not. what happened in the show. It just seems it seems very odd to me that they wouldn't he would not ask them. You know? Yes. Um, and like they clearly talk about it like a little bit, but like not like they're talking about it when they're talking about football, but like they're not quite saying it directly. You know? Yeah, I mean. They edge around it. But right. they clearly know what's going on, so presumably it like has they ha- been... Like, they have to have talked about it somewhat, but, like, it, I can't imagine that he wouldn't have asked more questions than that. Right. But, I don't know. Um, what do we have next? Yeah, so then, yeah, Clark goes to angst in a graveyard. I'm pretty sure also at this point, like, it's pretty much daytime and then, like, the middle of the night. Quite suddenly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, TV time. Sure. But he goes to angst in a graveyard, and Lana has also ridden a pony to visit this graveyard. Oh, right. Um, Lana has a pony. Yep. And then that goes away relatively soon. Well, they actually show her riding horses throughout the first season. Well, yeah, but but then, like, it goes away after that. It goes away at some stage. I mean, although it, we have some stuff with that up to at least season three. Oh, I don't really? know. Yeah, a okay, little bit. Um, but it doesn't come up. Maybe I just much. forgot about it. It's not. It's never like very important. Yeah. Um, and there, you know, there's this hilarious shot where Clark is standing in front of like a grave that's a statue of an angel, and the wings are behind right. him, like he has wings. Um, oh, symbolic. Right. Which is that's the kind of symbol where it's like. What is that even supposed to mean, though? Who the fuck knows? Like, I mean, I guess he's an angel because superheroes, but, like, it's very vague, really. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then, like, it seems like Clark doesn't know that her parents died in the meteor shower. Yeah. And, like, they say that, like, they, after they talk for a little bit, they say it's the, the longest conversation they've ever had. Which, like, they've lived they next live to each next other. You live next door to each other your whole lives right. in a small farm town. Right. I do not believe that. I just patently do not believe that. Yeah. So they have this conversation where Lana, like, pretends her dead parents are talking to her. Um, and talks about how, one thing we noticed is that she talks about how, like, she sometimes imagines that they'll come back and not be dead and she'll move back to Metropolis, which I'd never realized before that her parents lived in Metropolis. Yeah, it was kind of implied there. Yeah, presumably to visit her aunt, because her mom yeah, was from Smallville, Yeah, and go, Smallville, to, go right? to Homecoming, yeah. And her yeah. mom was definitely from Smallville, but I think they must have, I think they were supposed to have lived in Metropolis. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. Which is interesting, yeah. Um. But yeah, and there's that thing where she has her dead dad ask him if he's having girl trouble, and, and then, then if he's having boy, boy trouble, trouble. Yeah, right. Which then they then they then kind of dismiss with this like, my dad has a weird sense of humor, which, which is like, like oh, okay, yes, the idea of anyone being gay is like inherently a funny joke. Okay, but small yeah. midwestern. I mean, no, but like I think town. that's what the, that's the, the way the show was kind of framing it. Yeah, which is like again, it's a. 2001, but it's not that long ago. No, um, I know. Uh, um, so yeah, this is where the thing comes up where, like, Lana is going to be homecoming queen, and we're both kind of like, yeah. can freshmen be homecoming queen? Okay, can because we just back up not... and talk about the fact that they're theoretically freshmen? Yeah. Because, like, yes, Pete and Clark are trying out for the football squad, like, blah, 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 except Chloe apparently 
is on the like they don't actually talk about it in this in this episode but she is is the editor of the newspaper the newspaper staff appears to be her and Clark and Pete and Pete yeah right so which that's... and they're like first week freshmen yeah so that all makes sense and then and then Chloe's wall of weird. Yeah, which she has in a room in the high school. Right, it's in some, like, janitor closet or whatever. And it looks like she's been working on it for, for a while. For, like, years. Yeah, but, like, it's all... I mean, how does she... Why like, does she even have access to that room in the high school anyway? Right, But, like, right. especially as a freshman. Right. No. Like, dude, I... I was not a... a um, I was not on, like, journalism... But in the journalism, like, on the paper or whatever, but, um, potentially stronger. I was a stage manager. I had, like, more keys than almost anybody else in our fresh in, in our class. I did not have those as a freshman. It took me until, like, junior year yeah. to build up a solid set of keys. Well, and, like, with the newspaper thing, it's, like, It either, makes even less sense than it's newspaper. Either, like... Everyone on the newspaper the previous year was a senior, or everyone who wasn't a senior didn't want to be on the newspaper anymore, or it didn't exist until she stowed up, or like hadn't been existing. Oh man! But I like, mean, and I don't. The thing is, like, that's a small town thing. I don't know how plausible that is. Like, yeah, there'll be less I, people. So I would think that sounds ludicrous, but the fuck do I know? So yeah, if anyone has any opinions on that, feel free to write on and write in and tell us what yes. newspaper, high Please. school newspapers are like in small Please. towns. <laughs> offer us insight into how Midwestern small towns work. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, we get the first scene of Lex's mansion, which is also the X-Mansion from the first three X-Men movies and, and in various other things. Um, I'm pretty sure it's also the Queen Estate in Arrow. I have heard that, yes. Um... So, yeah, um... Look, there's only so many mansions mansions in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, that's pretty much the selling point of this mansion, is it's just outside of Vancouver. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we see Lex, uh, Clark comes into his house, which is all kind of covered up, he's unpacking stuff or whatever, and, like, he is fencing and, like, throws a fencing foil right next to Clark's head, which is very foreshadowing or whatever um is it yeah sure i mean it's like it's sort of like the meat violent it's just implicitly kind of threatening you yeah, know right um uh so clark tells him that he can't bring the he can't keep the car and then lex kind of goes off on a mini monologue uh part of which is about like how he is visibly weird which is the other kind of half of the queer metaphor thing right which is that clark is like I mean, Clark is not a meteor mutant, but he's in the same kind of category or right. whatever. Um, but he ca- he can pretend to be normal, right? And like Lex is visibly weird and cannot pretend to be normal. It's kind of the same divide that happens in like the recent X Men of like where like mm, uh, yeah. in first class, you know, all of the mutants who t- a lot of the mutants who turn evil are the like mutants who cannot who cannot hide, hide their, their mutation. mutation. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah. I mean, and Lex is, I don't know, I don't know how, like, implicitly gay Lex is so far in the show. Like, yeah. at least kind of. I mean, he he gives this whole speech about how he had, like, basically a out-of-body experience during the crash, and now he's sure that he and Clark have a destiny together and nothing can get in the way of their friendship. Right. Um, so, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is, like, they're leaning very hard on the, the Destiny stuff, especially in this episode. Well, they continue to lean really hard on the Destiny stuff oh, until sure. the it's entire like, show goes off the rails. Right. It's it's kind of the main, one of the main things of this. But, you know, like, it's, like, later the, like, the, like, electro-villain guy says he has a Destiny, which, like, doesn't even really make sense. No. But, like, they, you know, it fits the, the theme the they're pushing. <laughs> right? yeah. Um... So yeah, then we have a scene where somehow Chloe has figured out what's up with the electric guy via oh, research. Oh, also, yes? at one point, didn't they say a thing about how he, like... Yeah, that's what I'm about to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So, like, it's, it's one of those things, Chloe often serves in these early seasons as, like, well, I have somehow figured out everything that's happening. Um, Basically, Chloe has read the script. Right. So, so she has figured out that this guy was the guy who was the scarecrow, and that he hasn't aged since eleven years ago because electrolyte. Because they say he was in a coma with like massive a massive electrolyte imbalance, which apparently means he doesn't age. That's not how that for works. Eleven years. I I mean I haven't been to medical school, but I'm pretty sure that's not how that works. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Um, but then there was some kind of power surge at the hospital, and he, that gave him electrical powers. It woke him up out of his electrolyte imbalance. Yes. And gave him electrical powers. So he's been, like, going So now he killing, has, like, force lightning. He's been killing the, the jocks that struck him up or whatever. Um, and, uh, so yeah, but then there's a scene where, uh, Whitney... Have we even talked about Whitney? Oh, right. Whitney, Whitney exists. exists. <laughs> and he's the quarterback, and he's Lana's boyfriend, and that's the extent of his characterization so far. Um, yeah. So I would say he becomes more relevant later, but he doesn't, I mean, really. he has a plot line in the first season. Whatever. But So he saw, he saw Clark and Lana talking to each other, and, like, got very jealous, which is, like, seems like an overreaction. Yeah. Um, but, uh... So he has decided that they do this thing every year of the tying someone up in a cornfield on a cross and painting an S on their chest. Yeah. Which, like, you'd think someone, after that one guy, like, was put into a coma, you'd think maybe someone would have put some effort into stopping them from doing this? Yeah, one would think. But on the other hand, I don't know, people seem to let high schoolers get away with a bunch of dumb rituals. Yeah. So it's hard to say. I mean, but it's... It kind of seems like no one knows about this guy who was in a coma, which also seems a little bit weird. Right. Like, Chloe has to specifically, like, figure that out. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I kind of believe, like, this is the type of thing that teachers and people would, like, turn a blind eye to in a small town, but again... Like, it seems, like, a little extreme for that. Um, but it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, yeah, but so, so he, you know, and the football guys gang up on Clark, and he ties Lana's necklace around Clark's neck. For reasons? Yeah, he's like taunting him about Lana. It doesn't really make sense, but they need him to do it because But they need him to do it because it's kryptonite and otherwise. And also like he specifically promised Lana that he would take good care of it, so he's doing a pretty bad job of that. Right. Um But so yeah, the electric guy like meets Clark in the cornfield, and, like, Clark asks him to untie him, and he does not, and he says he's going to go and, like, basically kill everyone at the homecoming dance. Uh, so yeah, that guy is going to go kill everyone at the homecoming dance, um, but then Lex sees him leaving the cornfield and, like, goes and finds Clark and takes him down, and, like, yeah, Clark is, like, Lex is like, you should see a doctor, or, like, let me give you a ride, but Clark just, just, like, walks out into the cornfield and disappears, (laughs) which is, like, not great pretending not to have superpowers. Yeah. Um, 
And Lex picks up the uh, kryptonite necklace. Right. Which is, like, significant. Yeah. Um, I mean, that does come up later. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. Um, next episode, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, so, yeah, basically, Clark fights the electric guy and, like, shoves him into a water main, which somehow causes him to... It, like, short circuit. So Yeah, he, he like, short he's, like, circuit. He's, like, using his electrical powers and... The water conducts the electricity, which like, he, elect- like which like bounces himself. back and yeah, shocks himself, which gives us our <laughs> first case of convenient amnesia. Yeah, he wakes up and is like, "Who am I?" And then like, I also like, I don't know what happens after that because like, do they bring him back to the hospital when yeah. he was in a coma or like anything? Does what? No, we never find out. No, so, like it's just like he has amnesia. Okay, the end. Like he has amnesia, which is the important part because he didn't see any of part Clark's superheroing. Right. So I guess something happens to him next. We don't know. By the way, we're going to con- keep a convenient amnesia count yes, because that's one of the things we're going to count. Yeah, it uh, it it'll get up there. Anyway, Clark angstily like watches. Lana and Whitney dance at the dance, and then, like, decides to stack up some dude's trucks in the parking lot. Well, the dudes who scarecrowed him. Yes, I Because it's Whitney and the other jocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, like, whatever. Never really goes anywhere or anything. No. Nope. Um, and then he's sitting in his angst barn. This is one of the first end of episode Clark sits in a barn and angsts. And his well, dad... the barn. The barn, they yes. just have... The one barn. The barn, yes. <laughs> um, the angst barn, Alex. Yeah. I mean, they do actually call it the Fortress of Solitude, too. Do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, okay, well, I'm going to call it the angst barn. Sure. That's probably more accurate. <laughs> um, and he has a conversation with his dad, which is not particularly interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know. They. I guess they kind of are like... Well, Re- reconcile a little bit after. Yeah, and his that dad context. tells him this story about how his how he got a telescope out, from his dad. Yeah, he got yeah he really, got this telescope from his dad, which is like the most a really boring, boring and unimportant story that no. doesn't have any relevance no. to anything. He's like, one day I came down for breakfast, <laughs> and my father had this telescope sitting there. It's like the end. Cool. What does that have to do with anything? Nobody cares. Anything. Yep. Nobody cares. So, and then. uh... Lana comes in and dances with him, but it turns out Except it's all not like he's really. just imagining it and the end. That's pretty much it. The angsting Lana like looks across at him slightly wistfully, pan up two stars. Yeah. Nope. End of episode. The end. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's like actually in some ways it's hard for me to like say whether this episode is like good, right? Because well, it's, like so, here's the thing, it's the pilot. Right. I mean like which is all pilots are different. It's, and 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 it's so much of like, like the stuff that like is really important to Clark and Lex especially, but also just like the meteor shower and everything is so like imprinted on my brain at this point, mostly from like business yeah, like, stuff. The thing is that like the pilot especially is so like so we watch a lot of vids. Yeah. And um And Smallville was actually like the fandom I first got into vids with. Yeah. So and um and like there are so many I mean every every canon has like 
certain shots that are really, like, iconic for Vinning, but I feel like Smallville especially. No, definitely. The thing is that Smallville is a really visual show. It is, and a lot of the visuals are, like, the visuals are frequently very unsubtle. But, like, they're pretty vivid and, like, frequently nice looking. Yes. Um, and, like, the kind of unsubtle symbolism of them is very good for Vinning. Yeah. Because, like, you can use that and also, I think, kind of complicate it sometimes. Right. Um... But yeah, there's a lot of, like, you can get a lot of meaning through in, like, certain, like, shots really quickly. Right, um, right. And, and so we... So, like, so, so much of this pilot is, like, is, like, very... It's... Very useful. I don't want to say, like, over No, not at but all. But it's, like... Because, like, I, it's I think just it's like, perfectly reasonable right, that they use those like, clips. Exactly. I'm not, like, oh, people need to stop using that one clip. Like, I am with some canons and, right. like, certain clips, but, like... Because the, the clips that are important are, like, important for a reason. Right, exactly. Exactly. And a ton of those clips are from the pilot. Like, I have seen literally every part and every angle of the the car crash scene on the bridge. Like, hundreds of times, probably, between all the... Like, yeah. the number of times I've seen the pilot, both, both versions of the pilot, and the number of vids I've seen that use right. that. And it's pretty, like, it's shot. Pretty nice-looking, I think. It like, is. Like, I don't have a great visual sense, the but, like... The thing about Smallville is... I'm more visual-based than you are. Yeah. And the thing about Smallville is that it, um... This show is from 2001. It started in 2001. It's 2015. And this show has a lot of the visuals in the show. Like, it's almost 15 years old. And a lot of the visuals in the show, like, don't look as, like, the fashion is yeah. super dated. Well, right. But, like, and some of most the stuff, people but, don't, like, the thing about that is, like, most people don't dress very fashionably. Like, mostly Chloe right. dresses Chloe fashionably. Chloe is kind of the only everyone one. everyone else dresses kind of. Like, you can see it with Lana a little bit, but Lana tends to wear fairly, like, conservative, like, nice girl clothes. And those right. are less, like, brightly. Right. Like, the thing is, I, you know, Chloe's fashion aside, if I had to peg what I thought this show was made... I would probably say sometime between, like, 2006 to 2008, not, like, 2001. Yeah. Well, like, it uses a lot of very bright colors, um, which might be sort of weird in a different show, but, like, totally makes sense for this. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's the Superman. Yeah. yeah, it's and the it's, comic book we've got, like, And Superman especially is so primary yeah. colors. And we've got, like, kind of the, war like, the warm yellow of, like, the Kent farm. Is, right. And, like... Well, yeah, and all the cornfields and the... We don't, we don't see this in this episode but the, like, purple and red stained glass in, like, Lex's office and stuff. Right. It's, it right. works really well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it absolutely does. Um, and, you know, I think this, like, sets up all... Like, the thing is, I guess, it does set up most of the main conflicts that are going to be, like, at the center of Smallville, at least for, like, the beginning, the first few seasons. seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Pretty well. Although the thing is, like, yeah, I don't know. The whole Lana stuff, like, is awful. And, like, I feel like if I was just, if I was watching this episode and, like, had never seen the rest of it and didn't know what was going to happen, I wouldn't necessarily be, like, 
know that Lana was terrible. Like, she wouldn't be that interesting to start with. Well, but you Lana would... is not terrible. The no, shit right. that happens right. to like, Lana like, is terrible. And just, like, she never gets used as anything other than, like, an object of various people's affections, basically. Right. Apart from, like, a few weird abortive attempts to do something else. Right. I mean, like, we have that entire running thing about how, like, Lana Lang is not a person. Lana Lang is a plot object. Right. But the thing is, I think if I had just seen this pilot, I would be like, well, they haven't established much about her yet, but, like... But they will, they, right? Well, they will. But the problem is that the they problem really is don't. that they do, we have the foresight, right? And like we or we we have seen we like we're coming into this after the show is done. We know that they don't. And like there's that image of of her dressed as a fairy princess. As oh a yeah, child, that was that was crying, on the cover of Time, crying because her parents have just died. Yeah, which is on the cover of Time for some reason, right? Even and, though it's like, not clear also, who like, took that picture. Who t- yeah, who took <laughs> that picture? Like they showed us that shot. In but the beginning. The thing is, I think she maybe even says somewhere in the show, like, she wants to get beyond being that fairy princess, but the problem is she never, the writers never really let her. No. Um, no, they don't. Like, maybe towards the end, but, like, the further you get in the show, the more, like, weird and kind of bullshit a lot of it is, so. Right. Um, yeah, so, but, like, yeah, I mean, and Kristen Kruick is not a great actress, but, like... You'd have to be a She real, certainly isn't in this show. You'd have to be a really amazing no. actress to elevate this material to yeah. anything, like, decent. No. No. Um, I don't really blame this on her too much. I, the I mostly, writing is yeah, just giving I mostly her don't, nothing. I don't blame the actors for most of this. Like, the thing about- the thing is that, like, people who are really good actors- Like, I think part of why Lex is kind of the most compelling- character on this show and has the most, like, arc. It's, 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 it is partly the writing, but it's also that, like, Michael Rosenbaum is good enough to kind of, like, make a lot of the dumb dialogue he has to say, like, sound a bit less dumb. Right. And, like, put a lot of emotion into stuff. Right. And, like, Tom Welling, like I said, like, Tom Welling is good enough in this episode, but, like, he does okay, not here's elevate the, thing. the bullshit. Tom Welling can occasionally turn it on. Yeah. I just give the- get the feeling, no, like, it doesn't Tom seem Welling like, stopped caring? It doesn't seem like he tries- frequently. <laughs> like, you remember that episode where he and Lionel switch bodies? Yeah. And he's amazing! Yeah. But he's so good they in They never that. give Clark anything fun to do. But they, yeah, so <laughs> when they actually give him something to do, Tom Welling rises to the challenge. They just never give him anything good to do. I mean, I think, yeah, so th- this episode really sets up all of the stuff that we're going to be coming back to for a while. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, it sets up a lot of the queer metaphor stuff pretty obviously. Yeah. When you've got those kind of glasses on. Right. Um, right. All the stuff about, yeah, just, just Clark's powers are... And yeah, just the, the stuff they, they, the show is obviously really focused on of, like, secrecy and, like... Yeah. <sighs> destiny. So, fan work recs. Yes. Uh, we are planning to do one rec each for every episode. It may not quite work out that way. I will probably be able to come up with a rec for every episode. Bess may be slightly less able to. I have, okay, so, um, I am pulling from a different pool of fan works, a slightly different pool of fan works than Alex, but also, like, this was her main fandom, and sort of partially remains kind of main is, fandom. Kind of is, as much as a main fandom can be one in which no one is really active. Right. Apart right. from occasional new vids. Right. But for, like, years and years, yeah. like, this has been <laughs> your fandom. And I, whereas I have always read in Smallville, but the vast majority of stuff, I listen to Podfic in Smallville, 
And, um, which Alex, Alex doesn't. And I, um, but a lot of the fic that I read in Smallville was, like, I read all the DCU fusions, and that's most... Yeah, and we'll, we'll um, wreck those, too, because yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of those in there tend to be good. Yes. Um, but uh, for the first episode, probably. Uh, gonna kind of... So, yeah, and I've, I've read... Most of what I wreck is going to be Clark Lex, um, and there's a, a lot of really good Smallville fic that I'm going to, going to be wrecking. Most of what both of us are going to wreck is going to be no, Clark No, no, that's true. But the thing is, like, I also have some, um, some that I'm planning to wreck that are more, like... Character pieces. Character pieces or examinations of, like, individual things. Like, occasionally it'll be, like, a really episode-specific thing if I have yeah. a wreck for that. Um, so we'll put links to these in the show notes or wherever. Um, but my wreck is... Boys Raise Giant Mushrooms in Your Cellar by Julad, or Julad, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, J-U-L-A-D. Julad. So I'm wrecking this for the the first episode specifically because it, it, it is Clark Lex eventually, um, it's not that long, but it deals, it deals with, like, Pete and Clark's friendship, which, like, Pete is underused on the show and not super frequently written about in fic. Yeah. Um. And leaves pretty early, too. Yeah. Um, but Basically, he's underutilized, and then they write him out. Yeah. So, but, you know, I do think, like, he, Chloe, I don't know if they say that in this episode, but Chloe moved to Smallville later. Right. Um, so Pete and Clark are really, like, childhood friends. Right. Um, so this fic deals a little bit with, like, Clark's childhood and has him, like, being kind of a weirdo kid and, like, also speaking Kryptonian as a child, which I think is, like, interesting. Yeah. Um, and it's generally, like, pretty cute. It's about Pete kind of, like, knowing stuff about Clark, even if he doesn't, like, actually specifically know that he's an alien or whatever. He just, like, is close to him enough to be, like, know some of the ways in which he is weird. Right. Um, and, yeah, so it's just, like, kind of a cute little fic that deals a little bit with, like, Clark's childhood in a way that I really like. It was written before season two even aired, so it oh, yeah. doesn't so it, it doesn't is... involve any canon past season yeah. one. So it is truly like a season one era, yeah, thick. thick. Which I think they they tend to be very distinct tones of thick as yeah. the show goes on that you can kind of identify. Yeah, and this is a very season one, season two kind of like fairly cute and fluffy kind of thick. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I'm wrecking a vid that is actually um. The opposite of that. It is not at all season one era. But what it is, is um, it actually uses footage all the way up through the end of season seven. But, um, so we talked about how Smallville is really like a visual canon. Um, And so it really lends itself to vidding really well, I think. And um, there are a ton of Smallville vids out there. And it's entirely possible that... Yeah, no, I mean, I I like to say that... Smallville vids really take all the stuff that is good about Smallville, which is the visuals and the core kind of emotional aspects of the story, and, like, discard all of the dialogue and other stuff that tends to be pretty awful. Right, right. So, a lot of vids truly pull out the best parts of the show. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those, those vidding fandoms where it's like, you should almost watch the vids instead of the, instead of the canon. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Um, this particular vid, it's called Intergalactic Friends by Dragon Cheek. It's entirely possible that people did make, 
like, pimping vids for Smallville, but I kind of feel like I, I haven't really come across yeah. any. Most and that, one of the things is, like, small, with vids especially, vids especially can be kind of lost to time. And, like, right. if people were making vids in, like, 2002, it's possible that we just have not seen them. It's true. Um, like, we were babies in Harry Potter fandom at that time and just, like, did not even have an awareness of... Well, I guess I was making vids in the wild at that time. I we was aware that vids existed, but I didn't tend to like them. So all the vids that have, like, largely not been lost to time for Smallville are not Smallville pimping vids. They're not just like, yay, look at this fun, cool show. I imagine that is a, a, at least partly because people at some point realized they did not necessarily want to pimp this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true enough. Because I, I do enough. feel very, like, I, I love this show and I genuinely love watching this show, but I, I cannot, in good conscience, just recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very true. Like, you would not be, like, sitting me down and making me watch this show with you if I wasn't, like... Well, I do it to you. Yeah, well, that was my point. You yeah. wouldn't do it if I wasn't me. Right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, but like, but this vid is really like it. Most other vids that we will be wrecking, and that Alex and I have in our vid library here, it are like very much like they have a specific. Uh, story or narrative that they're trying to tell and convey. Or some convey. kind of idea or, that yeah. is, like, a little bit specific, more specific, maybe. So right. This is a this is a fairly specific vid. Yeah. It's, a, it's focused on I Clark mean, Lex. Yes, it and... is It is focused on, on the Clark and Lex dynamic, but I really do think that that's core enough to the show yeah. that that's not, like... And, and it, what it really is, is it's sort of... It's... It does... First of all, it's beautifully edited. It's so beautifully edited. And I'm, as, as somebody who, like... Has, you know, I was making vids in the wild when I was, like, 12, and I just, like, I totally appreciate the technical expertise that has gone into this vid. It's really lovely. And, um, and it does a really, it's a really fun mashup. It's a mashup of the Dandy Warhols, We Used to Be Friends, and a Beastie Boys song? I believe that's accurate. I, I don't know the Beastie Boys no. song. I mean, but, like, We Used to Be Friends has obvious... Yeah! <laughs> obvious <utility> connotations <laughs> for, for, right, Lex. for Clark and Lex. <laughs> and it's very, um, the vid is very, like... Like, this is Clark and Lex, this is the story, this, we're just, like, gonna throw a lot of really cool visuals out there of, like, what's yeah. going on, and it's It just... pretty well sums up the whole arc of that relationship. Right, right. And it's, it's just very pretty and well done, and it's because the mashup is so good, and it's very, like, upbeat, and it does a really good job of just doing sort of, like, the overarching, like, this is the Clark and Lex story over seven seasons of this show in, like, four minutes or whatever. Um, I really, like, I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, like, I want to dance, I want to, I'm really pumped up, like, I want to watch this show, you know? Yeah. And, um, and any, any vid that, like, actively makes me want to watch Smallville is, like... <laughs> It's pretty impressive. So, um, that is my rec. Uh, The Intergalactic Friends by Dragon Chic. Alright, that about wraps it up for this first double size episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us on Twitter at Talon, at Talon Podcast. Or on Tumblr, also Talon Podcast. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, I can be reached on Twitter at Bessieboo, B-E-S-S-Y-B-O-O. And I am on Tumblr at Moon M. And uh, 
pretty much for Tumblr. I'm on Tumblr, Bess is on Twitter. Yep. We're not, not really vice versa. Yeah, yeah, so, pretty much. So yes. that's who you get, depending on the medium. Uh, you can also reach us via email at talkintalonpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah. I think that wraps it up. Uh, our plan for right now is that we are going to release a new episode. After these first two, we're releasing it once. We're going to have a new episode out every other week. So we may move uh, move to once a week if we find that works out okay, but for now, every other week. Yep. And uh, that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. Only 216 more episodes to go.